This is Welcome Home Radio from the Fresno Association of Realtors on 940-KYNO. Well, good morning and welcome to Welcome Home Radio. This is Don Scordino, your host on our Valley's most informative real estate talk show. This hour is being brought to you by the Fresno Association of Realtors. And our goal is to provide our listeners the real facts and the real stats about our local market. And how can we say that we're the most informative real estate talk show? Well, it's because we have plenty of guests like we do today. Brandon Gonzalez. Good morning. Uh, morning. Iron Key Realty. You're the... uh, the founding father of Iron Key, is that right? Yeah, you can call it that, along with uh, my brothers. Yes. Uh, all right, so it's a family thing. Yes, oh yeah, no, but uh, obviously, you know, we've grown since then, and so the family's expanded, mm-hmm. for sure. My guess is Maurice does the bulk of the work. Uh, he's definitely the brains behind the operation. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> all right, good job, Maurice. Um, and uh, you also have some key positions at the association and that's why i I really do mean it when i say this is the most informative real estate talk show because you have tons of great information you were the 2018 president of the association yep great experience a lot a lot learned and uh even looking back on it uh very surprised at how much more i've grown since you know just from that experience this year, you're the chairman of the Fresno Multiple Listing Service. I'll bet that's yeah, taught you a thing or two. No, no doubt. I mean, uh, the Multiple Listing Service, just because it's tied to all the data and the sales of homes, is moving faster than ever. So I've been on my toes every single day. And a lot of change in there, too. Constant. Constant yeah. change. Were you chairman of MLS prior to this year? Nope. Oh, okay. No, I've been on the committee, but, uh, you know, never... Nope, never the chair. And I believe at the state level, you you hold some positions too. What would those be? Yeah, I'm the current. Uh, I'm a, I'm a director for the California Association of Realtors, and I'm the region chair uh, for the multiple listing service. So I bring the information that's shared on a state level back to our region, uh, which is Region 12, that spans basically from Bakersfield up to Mariposa, just for general, you know, geographical purposes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So you learn a thing or two while you're out there. And then with that experience, right. how does that translate to your customers? You know, uh, the, the goal is to, to bring that and f- make it feel like they're getting it from the source. You know, if, the, the, if I'm in Sacramento getting information that it's not, I'm basically the conduit for that information and it's not having to go through multiple filters and then it's watered down. And so, you know, my, my focus is to make sure that I'm bringing the most accurate information. And I know that's going to be a lot of what we're talking about today is just, you know, how we can be the source. Um, and it's knowing all of our resources in order to do that. So I've been fortunate in that sense. I really believe one of the greatest, if not the greatest resource that the realtors have is the multiple listing service. And that's what we're going to dive into today right. to, to uh, find out how does that eventually benefit the consumer, the buyer and the seller, it, and not just buyer seller, but the homeowner, the the yes. person who is intending to, st- they bought the home several years ago and they intend to stay there. Getting good information is still key to sustaining that home ownership. I completely agree. And, uh, 
you know, again, the first statement that I made or one of the first is uh, the, the data, right? As it's ever changing and it's faster than ever that it's, you know, and it's available on multiple, you know, on multiple platforms uh, throughout the, the internet. And so, you know, our focus is to make sure that we're bringing the most information that is accurate. And so we always like to say within the multiple listing service committee, you know, our, our, our goal is to have the, the most accurate information for our consumer. And the realtor and the user of the Fresno multiple listing service has the ability to decipher information. And, and let me give you a good one. Sure. I'm going to use some numbers that I pulled out of the, our MLS just last night. All right. Because um, I've been hearing people saying, oh, the market's slowing down. And uh, I even heard one that July was much lower than June. So in June of 2021, in Fresno County, there were 926 solds. Um, in July, that number dropped to 807. So, I mean, that, that's significant. That right. would tell me, wow, what, what's up? But here's when you, when you get the, the rest of the story, as Paul Harvey would say. Right. May, uh, April was 799. May, 806. Almost the yep. same thing. Um, and July, 807. It's just that June was that spike yeah. at 926. Well, what we saw, you know, just from my experience and discussions with people, even up and down the state, is that, uh, you know, we, we took a lot of the spring buyers and those buyers that typically like to close closer to the school year, and, and they really, you know, contracted to that, that period there because most were out traveling. Things started to open up. You know, we had, uh, it was, you know, most people didn't get to move or travel last year. So we saw more travel going on. So that's why, you know, it's, it's almost as if as soon as school closed out, people were trying to close out transactions. And that's why we didn't see the July uh, that we typically have in years past is because, you know, people were, were coming and going in, in terms of travel. But if you look at the four months, I mean, there's only eight sales that separate three of the right. four months. But June was a, a big spike. spike right. Um, what what would cause a big spike like that? Again, it's yeah. just all that spring, you know, and, and trying to get ramped up and make sure that they're getting into the home before, you know, they get to enjoy the summer of mm -hmm. uh, their first full summer in quite some time. You know, last year we they, they missed out on a lot, and I say they as in you know people being able to to get around. Okay. Um. Now, here's some good news out there, too. There's 751 active listings as of last night. And that's Fresno? Fresno County, Fresno yeah. Fresno County, right. There's actually, let's see, it would be over 2,000 listings right now. It's just that 1,300 of them are already in escrow. Yeah. And, you know, the other thing, Don, about these numbers, because uh, if, if for any of those people that love crunching the numbers, you're going to hear that pending number be substantially higher than the solds and, and we all know that escrows are typically 30 to 45 days and you would figure well if there's 1300 pendings this month then next year or next month we can probably anticipate that there'd be something close to that and that's typically not the case another thing that we always have to consider and we forget about and this is why it's important to talk to your realtor is the fallout rate and, and there are transactions that don't make it to the finish line and so again uh, as we talk about the power of the multiple listing service, 
you know, when myself as an agent sees that a property's pending for a substantially long time or longer than usual, or it's approaching a contingency time frame, which is usually 17, 21 days, I'm reaching out to Don and say, Don, how are things going on that escrow, you know, that you have in uh, over on 123 Main Street? You know, Brandon, we're, we're about to go sideways because they're selling their home and their buyer's about to back out. And again, the power of cooperation in that multiple listing service, well, now I can bring my buyer in, become a backup offer, and then, you know, um, not have to, you know, jump through all the other hoops and, and be right into escrow. I'll give you a perfect example of that. I met an appraiser this week out at a house, and uh, the one across the street I knew had sold for significantly more mm -hmm. than uh, asking price, but I didn't know the amount, and, and I didn't know when it was going to close. But I really wanted that information, it, and MLS still showed that it was uh, pending. So the appraiser is really not going to get to use that that mm. that information. But in the spirit of cooperation, I called that competing broker. I said, "Hey, Wendy, how how much, right. or when is it going to close?" She called me back. She goes, "It just closed this morning, and it went for like sixty thousand dollars over asking price." Jeez. Yeah. Yeah. So it all of a sudden I'm able to now give that to the appraiser right. and it will uh, help us out a lot. Right. For sure. It, it helps the situation understanding that, hey, we got the most accurate information in a timely manner because we're able to communicate utilizing hmm. that network. Let me throw a stat out to to you because sure. and once again, it's for the people that say that we're slowing down and um in slowing down could mean you went from 100 miles an hour to mm -hmm. 99 miles an hour. Right. That's slowing yeah. down, and that might be where we're at. So I'm going to give you the sales price to list price percentage. Mm -hmm. um, here we go. In April, um, for those homes that sold in the first 30 days, they were obtaining 102.4% of asking price. Right. In May, it was 102.6. Mm -hmm. In uh, June, it was 102.5. Ooh, that slowed down to 99 miles an hour. Oh, boy. Yeah, <laughs> headlines. And, and then in, in July, it was back up to 102.8. So yeah. uh, for those people that say that the market's slowing down, I, it's 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 a narrative, right? I mean... People like to use, the, let's look at the other spectrum, that the market's on fire. For who? Right? I think it's all perspective. You know, the fact that we do have maybe a few more listings in certain price points that a buyer can look at. You know, I like to say that it's, we're starting to see, you know, I say it's strong, right? Mm -hmm. You know, and sometimes the muscle contracts and sometimes, you know, it doesn't. Um, but the, the strength of the market right now is what I, I the way that I like to approach it. And, and I think you bring up a really good point, you know, going from 100 miles to 98 miles an hour, you know, you're still going at a pretty good clip. And that's why I like to tell people it's a very strong market and, and it is a healthy environment. We are starting to see, you know, buyers have an option, you know, an, an option that maybe not have been there, you know, come, you know, springtime. And to me, what really makes this a buyer's market, a, a, a big opportunity for a buyer is that two and a half, two and three yeah. quarter interest rate for 30 years. This is a fixed rate. Yep. Um, 
I remember 15 years ago, we had 2.5% interest rates, too, but they were adjustables. Right. I, I got into on the Yeah, I, I definitely remember those. And you're going to open up an old wound, Don. So let's <laughs> now. But uh, you bring up another, you know, solid one that I think some people forget about. So I'm going to use a real life example. OK, so you sell a house, FHA and all those FHA buyers out there that are listening. Um, it is a great loan, great opportunities, especially in a low rate environment where there's appreciation right now at nearly you know, 18 to 20 percent annually. So let's say that the market conservatively kicks back down to 5 percent, you know, worst case scenario. And that's quite a, a that's a huge drop. And I don't anticipate that it would drop that that far and wide. But however, let's say that you purchased that property today and then in the next two or three years, at the amount of appreciation you're getting, you'll be able to refinance into a conventional loan and get that mortgage insurance off. And so you also have to sit down, talk with your loan advisor, your real estate agent, and look at the numbers and, and do some conservative projections. And so that's what we're seeing right now is those people that are getting in at FHA, they can have some sense in their, in, in their, um, in their investment. Mm -hmm. All right. Thank you, Brandon. We are going to go to a commercial break now, but when we get back, we're yep. going to dive into the power of the MLS. Let's do it. All right. Thank you. Well, welcome back to Welcome Home Radio. This is Don Scordino, your host, and we're here talking with Brandon Gonzalez. He is the chairman of the Fresno Multiple Listing Service this year, also a co-owner of Iron Key Realty. Real estate, yep. Real estate. And um, one of my friendly competitors. Absolutely. Now, it's interesting. We, we are really in an interesting business right. where, we are. It, it, you know, we, we thrive off of the cooperation of competitors. Mm-hmm. Um, I love it. I mean, I remember you sold one of my listings on 11th Street, across from McLean High School. Oh yeah, you remember uh, that one? Oh yeah, the corner house right there. We ended up remodeling it, and great family took it over. Yeah, yeah, I remember that. It, and isn't it odd that competing brokers can come together in a transaction and make for one, you know, fulfill the dreams of a seller and a buyer? Right. Well. Going back to the first time I bought a home, my uh, brother was a real, my real estate agent. And, um, you know, my knowledge of sales was always, there's a, you know, I was in sales when I bought a home, but just in a different arena. And, and I just always knew that it, it was maybe at times what your competitor can be contentious, right? Because you want the sale, they want the sale, or you're trying to sell a service that you feel is better than theirs or a product, whatever it was. And so when I got into the business, and thank goodness I had a little uh, warm up to it, you know, working in title and escrow, I got to see that, wow, some of these people are best of friends and don't even work in the same company. You know, what's to it? And then when I got my license the first week, you walk in with 12 listings that you had and said, Brandon, hey, um, you got, here's 12 properties that you can sell and they're all mine. You know, you're, <laughs> you know at that time you had some listings and I, you know, obviously was like, oh, wow, this is more of a jovial, you, you know, deal if you let it be, or you can, make it out to be this, you know, sharks in the water type deal. And, and I'm glad I went the other direction and said, you know what, I'm going to really, you know, build my network inside and outside my brokerage. And it's definitely helped, you know, my business, but more importantly, my clients, um, because then I can communicate you know, more effectively. 
And that's that spirit of cooperation. Here I walked into a competing company, right. gave you a list of uh, my listings and yeah. said, go to it. And one correction, I, I knew you would be good. I didn't wait a whole week. That was your first day. That was my first day. That <laughs> was my first day. Yeah, that, that is right. That I didn't awesome. waste any time. Uh, and that's over a decade ago, just to put some you know, time uh, to it. You know, So right on. That was a great, uh, great time. All right. Uh, I, and, of course, the market was sure different back then. No doubt. You got into the, mar- into, you got into the market at kind of an odd time. The yeah. market was— Most uh, people were leaving the market. Yeah. And so that's kind of the way that I work. You know, when I see people running, I usually run to the fire. You know, like, let's see what's going on. You must have been a linebacker or something in uh, football. Yeah, undersized at that. So you got to compensate with speed. So I had, it, to be, I had to be quick. And you did play for Fresno City College and Fresno State, right? Yes. Go Rams. Go Dogs. All right. What position? Linebacker. Linebacker. Okay. Yeah. I, I was taking a guess based on your personality. Oh, yeah, I didn't. Yeah. Oh, wow. Okay. Yeah. We've got personalities. Yeah. But uh, it's uh, going back to just, you know, that, that experience and, and everything, Don, because um, again, you know, I, my perception was when I got in, it was going to be cutthroat and people were going to be out for one another. And it was completely opposite. And the multiple listing service now today has three times the amount of agents. And so that's, you know, in a sense, the the gift and at times a curse because, you know, informing people on how we can cooperate better. And I know that's what we're going to get into. Yeah. So um, there's other databases out there besides the Fresno Multiple Listing Service. But what makes the MLS unique? Well, I mean, first and foremost is the source of information, right? Because it's coming from people that were actually involved in the transaction, going back to being able to pick up the phone and call somebody and ask how many offers, you know, what was the condition of the property and people that understand the condition of the property better than a database. Uh, Second is obviously the offer of compensation, understanding, you know, that uh, we we do make a living, we we offer service uh, and it does come with a fee. Uh, Sharing access, that's the most important thing, you know, for our consumer, for our clients, for our sellers, is making sure that we're vetting people going into these homes security, you know, making sure that we're keeping them safe. And so that's something that we communicate in this database. And that's important. Uh, Sometimes that gets forgotten about, you know, you have a complete stranger walking through your home for 15 to 30 minutes at a time. And, and, you know, on any given weekend, there could be 60 groups going through. And so you need to make sure that we have the correct information on what not to open, what not to touch and preparing, you know, obviously preparation is key and putting that listing on. And then, you know, obviously sharing listings. You know, understanding what's coming to market, you know, what is pending, what is sold, uh, what is canceled, what is withdrawn, what's expired. So, you know, there's a variety of statuses that we we have so that we can understand where property lies within the whole scheme of things. So that's a key word to use there, sharing. Mm-hmm. Um, that's kind of the backbone of the MLS is the intent to share. Right. Yeah. Sharing's caring, you know, and uh the more that we all know, um, you know, it's, it's, it's important to, to say that, hey, I, I, I can make an informed decision as an agent showing my client this property because it fits everything that they're looking for. If we didn't share that information, can you imagine a, a poor buyer or seller running around, you know, trying to find the right property? They may have an idea of the area, the builder, things like that, but not knowing those underlying variables of, wow, they already have 100 offers, or wow, hey, that house has, 
you know, th they disclose something on the MLS that we know that is going to be a deal killer for our clients. So it, it's, uh, it's important to share as much as possible, and that's what the MLS has given us the opportunity to do. So I, we've heard the term many times, the spirit of cooperation. That's an intangible thing. It's not yeah. something you can put your finger on. How yeah. important is that to the, the backbone of the MLS? The spirit of cooperation. And I, I, don't, I think you might have trademarked that, that phrase by now because I've heard you say it more. If I had a dollar for every time you said it, I'd probably have like a couple investment properties. But, uh, but I believe in it. That's the important part. And, and the, the spirit, just like anything, is you got to have faith that the other person you're working with, the other professional is looking out for their client. They have a fiduciary responsibility, but they are going to be as transparent as possible with you to get the best outcome for all involved. And that's the... The tough part is because some people feel that there's a resistance like, well, this is my buyer and I got to look out for my buyer. Well, guess what? If we can talk through a problem, if we can bring solutions to the table, then we make, we definitely make this a, a win for all. And, and, you know, I know some people say, well, I don't believe in win-wins because I, I need to be, my client needs to feel like they won more. Well, at the end of the day, you can keep trucking and trucking and then you're going to find yourself in a very small hole. So I think it's important that we have that spirit of cooperation because it, it comes with having faith that the other person's looking out for everybody involved because it, it, it matters to us all at the end of the day. I'm sitting here smiling because I'm thinking back to a client I had many years ago who was one of those who said, look, I'm a professional negotiator mm. in, in his business. He goes, I don't believe in the win-win. I'm going to win. Right. And so he was pretty much looking for a divorce case in, in, yeah. in, in a cellar. So as we'd look at homes, he would look in the in the um, closets to see if it looked like it was a huh. split household. Right, right. Uh, and he found one. We, you know, we, we negotiated hard. He got the place. A couple of years later, he said, Don, I should have listened to you and not focused on that. I said, why? What, what happened? He goes, well, I forgot. He goes, yeah, maybe I saved a few thousand dollars or negotiated hard for right. a few extra thousand dollars because of the divorce case. But I forgot all the honeydews were no longer done <laughs> yeah. for the last two or three years. So he goes, I, I nickel and dime yeah. and broke even and had the frustration on top of it. Yeah. And I want to give it to the guy who taught me many, many years ago. John Miller was my manager and right. he hounded on us about the spirit of cooperation. It didn't matter who the other agent was. He said, you have to, in, in representing your client, you have to find common ground. Yeah. Because you can't win them all. And he took one of my transactions and he said, look at this. You didn't get it accepted because you hit them hard on the price. Right. You hit them hard on the terms. You hit them hard on time. What's in it for the, the seller? nothing right and, and we didn't get that transaction he goes if you could have found some common ground like mm -hmm. maybe they needed extra time or maybe less time maybe you could have got a better price but you right yeah no it makes complete sense i like common ground yeah, that that's another uh term that doesn't get used as often because again everybody always wants a leg up right if we can find common ground I think more people get what they want at, at the end of the day. And so um, it's one that I'm actually taking notes on. All so right. We call these so oldie, oldies but goodies, right? 
So you learned something from me today? I, I always do, Don. Oh. I don't. I don't tell you. I mean, <laughs> why would I do that? Then you, you feel good about yourself and stuff. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. Um. So, okay. As far as finding common ground, that is very. Uh, we we can do that when we're in a an association of people. So if I, I know Brandon, I can call him and say, hey, what's important to your seller? And, 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 and here's what's important to my buyer. We may find some common ground. Right. Um, if it's just a database that you're working with, uh, how, you know, yeah, I, how do I you mean, do that? I, th- I think it's possible. Again, there, there's, think about what's most successful. Think about what helps people get things accomplished. It's structure its rules right there's systems in place and that's a great thing that uh, an association has done to help for the betterment of the members that benefits their clients and so I think yeah you know there's a lot of databases out there there's a lot of ways to access property and at the end of the day I think there's a purpose for all of them I I really do Uh, to a very small degree for some right but it, it makes us all better Right. It's kind of the checks and balances, even for us as an association, organized real estate. When we see people operating, maybe, you know, pro bono. Well, hey, good for you. But then it reminds us the benefits of what we have to offer. So it continues to sharpen our value proposition. And, you know, hopefully those people down the road start to see the benefits of it themselves if we're doing a good job as professionals and educating them. So, again, the onus falls on us, too. Yeah. Yeah. We got to be professional, do our job. Right. Let's go to our our next commercial break, but stay tuned to Welcome Home Radio on 940 KYNO. Welcome back to Welcome Home Radio. This is Don Scordino, your host, and we're talking with Mr. Brandon Gonzalez of of Iron Key Real Estate. And... He's also the chairman of our multiple listing service. And the MLS is not only a database, but it's a safe and secure showing system. Right. So let's go into that. It, it, but, but first, I want to take you back in history. Yes. Okay, you were probably still in the third grade, <laughs> first grade back then. Uh, but I, I, there was a point in time where um, that system had... Uh, it wasn't perfected yet. Mm-hmm. And I remember having to go around to different offices to pick up keys to show. And then as soon as you showed it, you're getting a call from the other agent saying, hurry up and get back here with the keys because someone else wants to show it. Yeah. And yet I still have the clients showing them other houses. It was a not a good system huh. of uh, it, it, and certainly maybe not even a safe one because yeah. How do they really know who's who? Right. That key's floating around. Could have stopped by multiple places. I'm sure they got lost pretty often if yeah. that was the case. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so tell us what system the realtors use now right. and um, how is it safe and secure? Well, first and foremost is they use the uh, lockbox that is uh, – not only lets them know when they've entered the property or who's entered the property, but when they've left. And then the additional security feature that was added sometime back was uh, a call before showing code. So that if, you know, even a property is vacant, you put this call before showing code. And if the agent didn't call before they went to show, 
they're not going to be able to access that key. And, uh, and that's been very helpful um, in a competitive market or in a busy market so that people don't get ahead of themselves and think that they could just enter any property without calling again. Even a vacant property has rules and, and you know, there could be a family member there, there could be a caretaker, there could be a number of, of reasons why. Uh, so that lockbox is definitely, and even preceding that, you know, now we have uh, different software that allows us to set showings and then give specific instructions on how to access security alarms uh, or codes, uh, gate, gate codes. And so uh, the communication around security is heightened. Uh, the security features on the lockbox are heightened. And, then, um, and that's definitely been something that's been, uh, been able to help us through these crazy weekends where, you know, like I said earlier, a showing can have 60 in a week or in a day, you know, depending on how wild it is. So who can and who cannot get this key? this lockbox right. key uh, the people that can get it are mls subscribers so subscribing to the mls you know allows them and gives them the permission uh, and subscribers are typically licensees so they're people that have real estate license so you understand the people that are going in you know abide by the the realtor code of ethics right there's they're held to a code of conduct uh, so it's just not anybody that went and paid a fee to get the key you know, these people have a code of conduct that they have to follow and respect. And uh, again, they also see the stuff that's on MLS, the stuff being, you know, the notes uh, about how to operate themselves and, and conduct themselves in that house uh, because there may be some specific instructions to it. I know of a case where um, somebody let their spouse use the uh, lockbox key mm -hmm. and that's a violation that's not correct right right that spouse got hurt in the home mm. and tried to sue the the seller and when we found out that she wasn't even authorized to be in there boom there went her case yeah well the newest or i should say, the recent change is we no longer have those MLS e-keys so that they can no longer get passed around because again we're always looking at how can we uh, better our security for our sellers and so now everything is based off of the app which is on your phone and we all know most people won't part with their phones they'd rather you know drop a not even at dinner time right yeah they'd rather <laughs> drop their dinner plate than their phone you know uh, so we see um, we see less of the issues coming our way now as an association, and it's something that we definitely were, were watching over the course of time. And, and it's nice to say, you know, the people that are scheduled to go in your home at the specific time are the ones going in, uh, you know, 100% of the time now because of the, that key, that e key, that key that could have been passed around being gone. Okay, yeah. but now it's on an app on the phone. Right. Okay. And, and it still does track you now. I'd like to thank most of the people and, again, you know, um, the communication. Uh, people are calling the agent, the listing agents before they're accessing or communicating via that, that showing application. Mm -hmm. So what's the advantage to the seller to having that s secured system? Yeah. Um, I guess they, they know who's going through their house and who, if something were displaced or, or missing or right. broken. Well, I think even away from the electronic components of it, uh, the communication component from agent to agent is important. I'm vetting people out. You know, we're listing agents are vetting people out before they enter. 
So tell me a little bit about your buyer. Are they? Is this the first home you guys will be seeing? You know, are are they pre-approved? You know, oh, this is just somebody I, I got on a phone call. Well, I'm going to go back 10 years. I remember I got a random call, you know, um, and this lady wanted to see multiple listings from our office, and they were random listings. And I asked, you know, um, what's the what's the reasoning for wanting to see one at this price point and this price point? You know, is, is are you trying to establish your budget? You know, it's being uh, polite. And I said, oh, I just inherited some money, and I'm just looking all, all around. Well, lo and behold, you know, I continued to ask more questions, and uh, I did meet with her at one property. She provided me the information there, and, and I felt that it was fraudulent, right? I, I just I called the bank, and, and uh, they didn't call me back. And so by the time, though, so that was on a Friday, by the time Monday had come, she was already hitting open houses in, uh, for uh, jewelry and, and, and medications and such, and she was on the news. And I was like, I met that lady, and I'm th thank God I didn't show her. I met her but one property, and we didn't even get through it. Now, you know, we're talking about the power of the MLS. Here's another one. We helped. This is maybe back when you were in high school. Now, so uh -huh. yeah. <laughs> um, uh, there there was some crime going on. Mm -hmm. The realtors uh, that through our MLS were able to communicate and say, okay, um, last known person was driving this white suv such and such and we actually helped the police apprehend the person huh. and it was because there was so much communication going on through our mls right. that we had the info on this crook right yeah no it's it's and i can see even now you know it'd be uh very difficult for somebody to try to pull one over with the layers of things that we have in terms of communication time logs you know and so that's why if something's out of place and a seller calls us we know who was there and we, you know we make the phone call and just remind them of hey you know be sure to do this that or the other mm -hmm. yeah in fact last week i had somebody call me say i want to know who showed that house before me it, and all it was is that she felt like she was rude <laughs> it, it, and it was one agent to the other mm. the so the good part is that I was able to track it and see who it was, but also didn't pass that one on. It's like, hey, you know, yeah. if, you, if you're going to go fighting over that one. Yeah. Everybody's, yeah, it's it's contentious out there when people are waiting in line and somebody is one minute late because it's going to throw off everybody's schedule and my schedule is more important to yours. Well, how come they're late because the person before that, you know, it's just this interesting trickle-down effect. But back to the you know, power of cooperation or the spirit of cooperation. It's, you know, hey, you know, we're, we're all in this together. We're got to have a little give and take. Let's just communicate and mm -hmm. work it through. So if you were to go show my listing right now, uh -huh. I'd and offer, you use I'd that offer below asking, okay. ask for closing costs. <laughs> oh, no, okay. All right. You, um, and you utilize my lockbox. Mm -hmm. Within one minute, I'm going to get an email notification right. that Brandon Gonzalez showed my listing at such and such at, at this time. Right, and it also lets you know when I've put that shackle back, so when I've completed the showing. Mm -hmm. So if I see somebody release a shackle, you know, that's to get the key out for those that are listening, and then, you know, five minutes later they pop back in, chances are I'm not gonna get an offer from them, right? I mean, yeah. I still follow, I have my follow-up protocol, yeah. Not for that 4,000-square-foot home. Yeah, on yeah, two yeah, acres, right. they were like, only there five minutes. They I'll bet they didn't like out. it. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. All right. Key um, indicators. 
now here's another thing that I like. It, it keeps um, a log of all the showings mm-hmm. too. So there's been times where I've gone to the sell, my seller and said, okay, here's a list of all the people that have shown it. Right. Um, and we don't have an offer yet. Yeah. So it, that speaks volumes. Exactly. We say that's the market speaking to us. And we mm-hmm. communicate, we get the feedback. That's the other great thing. Right now we know exactly who to call and what order and, uh, and get feedback from to, so we can take that to our sellers so, so we can better communicate uh, what, what the, uh, you know, if their property needs to be touched up or, yeah, condition is affecting the value. It, okay. And, th- and then going to really hit home on the safe and secure system, um, I know that there's a website out there that used to be really big and no names, but it's full of rental scams right mm-hmm. now. Oh, yeah. And there's quite a few yeah. of the rental scam sites and work in all angles. And because rentals are so, you know, uh, scarce, you know, people are jumping on it. They say, hey, send us half the deposit now. They're sending half the deposit just so that they can get their app looked at. And these people are gone. You know, they're making a few hundred bucks or a thousand bucks and they're gone. So, yeah, it's, it's unfortunate. Uh, whereas when something's put into, you know, an organized multiple listing service, uh, it has to have a member, right? And that member can be tracked if they're doing something that it can be seen as, you know, a scam or fraud or anything. And so that's why we've been able to steer clear of that. And see, and I'm learning from you too, because here's a good way to put it. It, it is how you just said it with our database, there's a member attached to it that right. you can also reach out and, and, and more than likely, you know, them because right. it's yeah. predominantly local people. So if I see something fishy and I see Brandon Gonzalez's name on the listing, I know I can call you and, and um, I'll get a straight answer from you. Right. Um, on these big non-local websites, um, you may not get that. Yeah. And I shouldn't just say website, databases. And yeah. um, so, well, and I mean, I know where you're going, and, and they're all out there, right? I mean, and uh, the, the consumer should have choices. Uh, the most important thing is the choice that they make uh, should be the best, what's in the best interest of them. And just time has shown that our, da- our database, as we continue to work on it, right, because nothing's perfect, um, whether it be nationally, statewide, or locally, but it's something that we continue to build off of because of the committee's the, the, the leadership, right? There's all these volunteers that, that support this and back it. And, and, and you know, uh, we're the ones out in the field bringing the information to it. And then we take it to a, to a national and state level. And then we work together. A lot of these databases don't have that type of manpower to really strengthen their systems. Again, they're viable. There's a reason. But they also understand that and they keep us, you know, in that place where we're doing our checks and balances to stay the best. All right, when we get back from our next commercial break, we're going to talk more about that, how the the committee and the the on-the-streets input helps form a great working system. So stay tuned to Welcome Home Radio, 940 KYNO. Well, welcome back to Welcome Home Radio. This is Don Scordino, your host, along with Brandon Gonzalez. Uh, giving us lots of good information today on our multiple listing service. 
And we're saying that the whole thing is glued together by that spirit of cooperation. Here's more spirit of cooperation. This show today is being brought to you in cooperation with two Dodger fans, Brandon and I. And then over here, the board operator who's making it possible is a Giants fan. And he would have to wear a Giants hat hat. in here today because he knew Brandon would be here. And It's a brand new Giants hat looks brand new uh, maybe as soon as they got first place or a few months back i don't know good old bobby thistle got to give a shout out to our giants fans they keep us honest and having fun this morning that's right okay so here's another great thing about the fresno multiple uh, listing service it's local expertise Uh and local experiences that form the rules and regulations that people that keep everybody uh, working in the same direction. So there's a committee that handles this. In fact, you're the chairperson for it this year. Tell us about that. What are some of the issues that you deal with? Some of the issues, well, we don't have enough time for that, Don, but no, (laughs) Uh, I I definitely, just a quick story before, when I got into the business, when I saw committees, when I saw the board of directors, uh, I, I felt like they were a different, class of of real estate i really didn't know much i didn't know if they were volunteers or if they got paid none of that as soon as i got involved with committee work you know community outreach and such then i started having a better understanding and and it led me to you know get more involved as you said so that i can learn from past experience me personally and then also i'm from a just a mindset i love to contribute and, and you know and serve my whatever it is i'm doing so this MLS committee, here we are now, um, it's it's a group which is phenomenal because <clears throat> as I've been involved with it over the years, it's it's agents that have been in the business for 40 plus years that are involved in this committee. It's some that have been in the business for two years. It's some that are from large brokerages. It's just this array of real estate brokers, agents, and the amount of activity. Some transact on a very high level, some do not. And so you start to see the needs, wants, desires, and and you know, uh, from different levels and different vantage points rather than just coming from one spot. Very similar to the board of directors. When we come together, our outlook, no matter what company we come for, uh, come from, is the, our objective is to find what's best for our members, and that being, you know, real estate agents that subscribe to the multiple listing service. So the committee is comprised of 12 members. Uh, we take our recommendations. So we're out there researching products that uh, either we have, how can we improve them? How, are they working efficient? You know, we're, we're gauging contracts and such to make sure that everything is going to be, um, you know, there's no drop off. If things are working great and all of a sudden we, we take our eye off the prize, next thing you know, it's like, hey, that great thing that agents were using to help their clients find properties on the spot, uh, we, we weren't paying attention and it expired. Or it's no longer doing, or it's no longer efficient because we, we didn't hold them, you know, there was no accountability. So it adds this layer of accountability for all the services that we provide as well. Uh, it also keeps us in line, right? We've got to have rules, you know, and the spirit of cooperation is one thing, but the spirit needs to come with some guidelines. And so the guidelines are there and they're, they're uh, set on a national level and then they come all the way down through state and then we try to, we configure them to work what's best for our area, you know, our service areas. And then we also have a great staff that helps support and put these things into play because obviously, you know, we don't get paid for it. We got it. We still have to work. This is more of, you know, our community um, work and and serving our our industry. Um, But it is nice to see that, you know, when you put all this together, when you take the feedback from members on what they'd like to see 
you know, what their, their uh, clients need to see, maybe even, right? And then we take the past experiences, the foresight from the, these young, hungry agents, we bring it all together. Again, that, that makes for a powerful group that provides uh, and really drives the, uh, the MLS. And those uh, agents that are out there working have experiences with the MLS that they can bring to the committee and say, yeah. hey, here's something I feel needs to be changed. Right. Uh, over the years, I can't tell you how many times I've given a suggestion to the MLS committee. Right. Well, that's the hard part is, you know, getting new agents to understand or even agents that have been in the business to understand that this committee needs feedback. You know, we don't just sit in a room thinking to ourselves like, well, how can we make this thing better? Or do, let's just keep busy work so that we can, you know, feed our egos. No, it's getting our boots to the, you know, to the street, talking to agents. What are you guys needing for your clients in today's environment? They're the ones giving us that, that uh, feedback. We take it to the committee. We talk to other associations to see what they're using in their markets, similar markets, neighboring markets, right? And, uh, and that's been most helpful. So. Again, the spirit of cooperation is there, right, Don? So, boom, uh, you know, um, feathering your cap for, for, you know, your, your, your saying of the century. Um, but then there's also a lot of accountability that comes with that because of this group for that mm -hmm. system. I got to go back to that saying of the spirit of cooperation. Yeah. So when I was um, elected to be president of the association in 2020, our AE says, so what's your theme going to be? Mm -hmm. And I remember in 2018, yours was one, one. together. Yeah. Um, so I'm trying to think of something to outdo yours. Absolutely. Yeah. And I couldn't think of anything. And Mary's pushing me saying, come on, you got to come up with something. I go, oh, the only one I can think of is spirit of cooperation. But give me another day. <laughs> give me another day or yeah. two and I'll, I'll come up with something better. And um I, a couple of days goes by and she goes I need to know what it's going to be yeah. and um, I said well though, that's still the only one I can think of she goes well it's perfect why not so we went with the spirit of cooperation and it ended up being a hit yeah no it's it's great and just you know I thought uh, I still think back on Liz Kaczynski's you know uh, handshake you know business you know and, and just the way that we should still do things even with technology and it kind of goes back to the MLS you know, um, even though we have all this technology, I still feel like I'm having a handshake with somebody when I can communicate and communicate with them because of the different ways uh, in which we can do so and be more effective. I, I want our listeners to know that this morning, Brandon was insulted when I gave him a fist bump rather than yeah. a handshake. Yeah, yeah. I mean, because uh, we used to hug, hey, you're Italiano, and now, you know, we're doing fist bumps. Yeah. You know, what would what would your uh, uncle Don Corleone say about that? Yeah, he wouldn't like it at all. Right. right. <laughs> so, how does in one minute or less? Yep. How does this MLS system benefit the consumer? Again, you know, it just creates structure, streamlines the process, and heightens communication for the betterment of their buying decision or selling decision. And so, I mean, I, I don't really think there's much more that needs to be said other than we all know communication is key. Relationships fall apart because of communication. Relationships are built off communication, and this is the driving vehicle for communicating buyer, uh, buyers and sellers' needs and wants, and all the data is there for us to do so. All right. Yeah. You said it well. All right. Well, Brandon Gonzalez, I want to thank you for coming in today and Thanks helping us out. Down. 
All right, my man. We'll do it again. I mean, our ratings recovered from the last time you were on. Thank God, I know. I'm sorry, guys. Hopefully, share it with a friend. (laughs) All right. All right. Thank you to all our listeners for tuning in to Welcome Home Radio. Tune in next Saturday. We have Desiree Van Putten, who is the CEO of Guarantee Real Estate. She's going to be on and share all of her experiences with us, too. Thank you.